bachelor number one. Yes. What's your best time? The best time is at night. Night time. Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. Fag capital of the world. Hey, welcome to Dissing Killers. The podcast, you're not afraid to punch down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, no one heard what we just said. That's, uh, I'm a man of faith. Don't worry, I don't think anyone heard it. Well, dude, I respect that, you know. Man of faith means everything you say is just okay. That's yeah, how no, it works. Nobody of faith has ever said anything homophobic. <laughs> just ask Keith Evans. Being a man of faith means that every action you do is okay because you believe in God. <laughs> yeah, just ask the Crusaders. <laughs> they practice safety and love and they also love jesus too so that's a really yeah, triple speak, threat and like you know who's a big man of faith columbus and we celebrate him every time we have a chance to celebrate a rapist we celebrate him so well, he's dude, a man of faith he loved everybody whether they were consensually loving him or not yeah you know as our show goes you have to admire the fact that we respect history. You can see some clowns on some other podcasts. They don't understand the historical value of this great nation. But we respect that. We love that. And we also bring you the best entertainment value for your buck, even though it costs zero dollars. Listen to our podcast. But nonetheless, let's get this fucking thing rolling, shall we? We should. Um, but speaking of respect, we actually got a letter from our most respectful correspondent today. A contributor, not correspondent. Who was it? It was Latoya Lynn Cruz, Dr. Latoya Lynn Cruz, Professor of Gender Studies at Harvard Community College in Cambridge, Alabama. But before we get to it, welcome, one and all, to the first of hopefully many, many episodes of Dissing Killers that we will be doing in person, not over Zoom, because we will be hanging out together. It'll be a great time. We're going to like, do these episodes together until one of us gets corona and dies. So let's go. <laughs> okay, two things. One, my sister told me this this week. Two days ago, actually. I'm a podcaster with a drinking problem. Nay, I'm a drinker with a podcasting problem. That's a fact. And as well, Cleveland Cruz. That's a fucking treat, right? Am, am I wrong? She is the most brave individual I have ever encountered. I mean... Brave, inspiring, just a wonderful person. And has one of the few listeners of our show, you should feel honored to hear words of someone this legendary, this intelligent, this considerate. Consider this a fucking PSA, boys. This is literally your church. You don't have to go every Sunday morning, wake up early, and waste your time. This is your fucking Christmas, dude. This is the word of God. Uh, except she doesn't believe in God. She believes in herself. Um, <laughs> She's the only, only one here, right? Yeah. So she said... Hello, inferior individuals at Dissing Killers. I would apologize for having been gone so long, but I know I did everything right and have nothing to apologize for. While you two individuals were making a useless comedy podcast, I was busy saving the world. For instance, have you seen my work at the Oscar Mayer protest? There's nothing more brave than repeatedly complaining about an issue. <laughs> Speaking of my protest, I was outside Oscar Mayer headquarters yelling at the factory workers because all of their hot dogs are shaped like penises <laughs> and never vaginas, and I thought I would give you some of the help you so badly need. During my tenure at Harvard Community College in Cambridge, Alabama, I have learned absolutely nothing because I already knew everything. <laughs> 
Anyways, two men are having a private discussion. I must go over to them and check their privilege. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to award myself the Medal of Valor because the patriarchy won't allow me in the military just because I'm a woman. They gave me a weak excuse that it was because I am 350 pounds. I might not be able to do a push-up, but I can save the world. Now that's real heavy lifting. Humbly mine, Dr. Latoya Lynn Cruz, Professor of Gender Studies at Harvard Community College in Cambridge, Alabama. P.S. I think I am too selfless. I need to think more about myself. Dude, that was honestly one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. It was... She really? put herself. She is selfless, yet so full of wisdom and inspiration. I think anyone can listen to that letter and learn how to be a good person, right? Yeah, and I mean, to know that she was able to talk about herself that whole time and still realize she needs to think more about herself is just incredible. I mean, I am so inspired by the amount of stuff she does to help better this country and better this world. Well, one thing we got to realize with her is we're playing checkers, and she's playing chess. She's always a step ahead of us. I don't know how somebody who is that convinced into academics can really have that much of a social footprint. She really does it all. Truly, she's an inspiration hero for everybody, right? Inspirational. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm shocked by how brilliant and yet sensitive and understanding she is. She's also beautiful. Keep that in mind. She weighs 350 uh, pounds. D- don't, don't say anything about beautiful. She got really upset last time I said that. Well, I can't I can't help myself, man. She is Yeah, she just... says that a lot about you. <laughs> That's true. She does say that, and so do you. Yeah. But, it's, like, she is just beautiful, brilliant. Her mind is just the sexiest thing of them all. Anyway, should we get into this show, or do you want to just keep on kissing her beautiful behind? She's going to cut your fucking dick off, I swear to God. <laughs> All right. Her and how many friends? <laughs> she sit on you and crush you. Oh, shit. Did I say that on the record? Well, no. I'm, <laughs> we're so fucked. I'm a big boy, and you also have my back. I know that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. What's up? So this week, we're actually doing our episode on um, Rodney Alcala, the dating game killer. So that we get into the bio first, as we usually do. Uh, He was born in Texas in August of 1943. He moved to Mexico as a child because that's where his grandmother wanted to go to die. Uh, His father walked out on the family despite having a very close relationship with Rodney uh, when Rodney was eight years old. He joined the military. uh, Rodney, not his father. His father hasn't died. Uh, He joined the military but got a medical discharge when his father died and he had a mental breakdown. He was in prison twice, including serving only 34 months of a life sentence before being released. He eventually was on the TV show The Dating Game, where he actually won, but the woman decided at the last minute not to go out with him because he was creepy. He was eventually arrested for the murder of a 12-year-old girl and was sentenced to death. The sentence was overturned twice, and each time was he was resentenced to death, the last time being in 2010. When he had a really shitty haircut. Like, he looked... We'll explain it. Yeah. Uh, He is still alive today and in prison on death row in California. So this episode, before we forget, is sponsored by The Dating Game. What are the odds it happens again? Well, death row in California is really just life without parole. 
Yeah, I think I did. I say that in one episode. I think I said that about um. You probably did. Yeah, I think I said that about uh, what's his name, Charles Ng. Yeah, it's uh, but what I was saying, I mean, if we're talking about death row in California, I mean, um, he's on death row in California with Charles Ng and Randy Kraft. It's like the Three Stooges if they were actually funny. Well, you know, talking about the Three Stooges, I think that's a group. Speaking of groups. Rodney con- committed more sex crimes than a manager of a boy band. Oof, that's a lot of sex crimes. That's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, but uh, in the worst way. Alcala actually won his episode of the dating game, which is incredible. I mean, surprisingly, the other contestants weren't Richard Ramirez and Joseph D'Angelo. But even if they were, I would still be surprised if he won. The guy was a creepy motherfucker. Well, also watch that fucking episode. You know, like most narcissists. Rodney ruined a bad reality television show. <coughs> Keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, facts. Facts. Yeah. I mean, but he also, he would pose as a photographer to get his victims to trust him because nothing sounds less creepy than going up to a stranger and saying, you're pretty. I want to take pictures of you. You know, like most photographers, Rodney was into children. Yeah. I mean, like most people in Hollywood... I mean, Rodney was a, was like most people in Hollywood, rapey and into children. Speaking of Hollywood, Rodney's photos are like a Melissa McCarthy movie, low quality. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of jokes about what this fucker looks like and about him being an idiot and all types of stuff, but I think I'll go with a gay joke. Um, he killed an eight-year-old girl, but stopped, he almost killed an eight-year-old girl but stopped when he realized she was a girl. <laughs> Ouch. Speaking of people who like children, Ronnie's haircut is like a John Green book created by a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, speaking of John Green, the last time a pedophile was this narcissistic, he wrote The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> well, Ronnie went on a dating show. The only way he could look more desperate is if he wrote a romance novel for teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, come at us, John Green. Um, he works for us, so he's not coming nowhere. Yeah, no, I'm also, like, John Green, you know where we live, you know who we are, but we also know that, like, we don't want to hear from you, we don't want to see you, we don't want to talk to you. Couldn't put it better myself. I feel like John Green is the thorn in this podcast site, and he works for us. I mean, we have 4,000 followers on Instagram. I guarantee you, if John Green didn't work for us, we'd have at least 400,000. Well, the problem with having John Green on board is if we have a follower who isn't 18 years old, they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's literally a fucking fact, dude. Yeah, nobody nobody listens to this podcast like, and is like, all right, nobody listens to this podcast. That's fair. No, but... um, We have five fans. <laughs> five fans. No, but uh, nobody under 18 listens to this podcast and isn't a little creeped out by the fact John Green has something to do with it. John Green's... He's a kid diddler. That's what he is. Well, I don't want to put it like that, but John Green turns more kids off than political conversations. Yeah. It's literally like he is the fucking kryptonite for an under-18 person listening to our show. Yeah. And we got to do something about this, dude. I think we should fire John Green. We should. We don't have that power. We got to call. Yeah, we'd have to call BNM. We'd have to call Harold Rossi. Yep. And it's, it's a big deal. Exactly. And, you know, I'm too lazy. So let's keep going. <laughs> exactly. Um, on the dating game. Rodney Alcala told the woman, I'm a banana, unpeel me, which is probably the grossest thing he ever said or did. Well, you know, 
Speaking of reality TV, this case is different from other cases involving game shows because usually the host is the predator. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the last time a sexual predator was on TV, he got kicked off NFL Network for it. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> Heath Evans! Should we fucking keep on burning this fire? I think we should, right? Yeah, I think we should. Has a youth, Rodney spent slightly more time in prison than Heath Evans spent <laughs> harassing women at the NFL Network. And that's years. <laughs> Heath Evans, you're a sexual predator. We love having you on the show. We appreciate that you bring all your horrific, horrific attitudes and perspectives to our show. But you're a predator. Well, the five people that listen to this podcast, check out our Instagram. We have a great quote. This is directly from Heath Evans' mouth. And check out our fucking Instagram because we literally have a picture of him with a quote he says what he says, you know, and he can Actually, explain I can pull that out. Yeah, uh, so we have a picture of him with one of his uh, ex-girlfriends. Uh, he's actually lifting his ex-girlfriend in the photo. Um, ex-girlfriend at the time was, I believe, three. Well, she was a little bit old for him. Yeah, a little bit old for him, but he's, he's holding her ass, and <laughs> he's lifting her up, and the quote is, There is a female jogger in my neighborhood who I need to chase to test my closing speed. That's something Heath Evans said to us. So, wrote to us. I mean, this is in writing. But yeah, no, Heath Evans, um, I would appreciate if you would try to only be a sexual predator to people above 18, because it's already a crime if you sex someone consensually under 18, but once... Guys are creep. We don't want to get into that route, but listen, yeah. Heath, you work for our show, and you try to act like you don't, but publicly, we all know... You're a big part of this production, so just own up to it, dude. We'd have a lot more respect for it if you did. Speaking of people who work for our show, um, one of the few things more embarrassing than losing the dating <laughs> game to Rodney Alcala is giving up a home run to Luke Voigt. Well, you know, the girl that picked Rodney got lucky. But she never actually went on a date with Luke Voigt. <laughs> with Luke Voigt. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that um, he... Rodney O'Cala killed more children than get... Well, no, that was Luke Voigt who wrote that. Um, Rodney O'Cala was the most dangerous bachelor until Luke Voigt became eligible. Well, the only thing more embarrassing than losing the dating game to a serial killer is finding out that Luke Voigt is in your family tree. <laughs> <laughs> is in your family tree? Yeah, no, I'd agree. Now, Luke Voigt, speaking of reasons to be disappointed in Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt said to me, that Rodney O'Cala killed more children than getting in a car with their mom driving. So that not only is that against, like, <laughs> women drivers, it's against mothers. You know what's great is I have one more about Luke Voigt as well. And I, I love the Luke Voigt jokes because they're just so shallow and stupid. But I have one about him. I'm really going to make him feel on this one. Rodney and Luke Voigt have a few things in common. They both suck at what they are passionate about. And after spending time with women, they disappear. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the uh, the biggest difference, though, between Rodney Alcala and Luke Voigt is that Rodney Alcala could get a date. <laughs> well, it, we're out of whack here, but I'll just read the two jokes that Luke Voigt sent me. Is that cool with you, bro? Yeah, I've got one more Luke Voigt sent me. So read one of yours or read one of mine. Yeah. Sounds good. Dating game is similar to sitting in the passenger seat while an Asian woman drives. Uncomfortable and hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, I had that. Uh, so Luke Voigt texted me the other day. He was like, "Jack, 
I've got something I really need you to say on the show. And I was like, Luke Voigt, for the last time... <laughs> Not you, the N-word. <laughs> yeah, for the last time, if you say the N-word, especially the hard R, but... No matter what, if you use the N-word, I'm not putting it on the show. Right. And Luke Voigt, trust me, trust me, this doesn't say the N-word. Then he said the N-word three times to get it out of his system. And then he said, Rodney moved to Mexico as a child. That's the opposite direction most dangerous criminals go in. That's Luke Voigt who said that. That's great. I'm sorry, Luke, I shat on you ever. That was brilliant. But what he said to me was way worse. Rodney is similar to multiple teammates of mine. Foreign and abuses women. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's. I mean, Domingo German was... Uh, he abused women. He was foreign. I mean, Luke Voigt... Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman, yeah. No, where's Aroldis Chapman from? DR? The Dominican Republic? I think so. Yeah, well, I mean, that's south of the United States. He's fine with Canada, Luke Voigt. He's like, oh, all those people are white, it's fine. But, like, he's not a big fan of anyone south of the border. So, Jack. Yeah. One thing that we've done with this week is Brian Alcala was a massive pedophile. Oh, yeah, big time. So, I feel like both of our jokes have a lot to do with pedophilia. You want to get into one of yours? Nothing leads into a good set of jokes like a lot of our jokes have to do with pedophilia. That's oh, you, no Luke one... Voigt's the best transition. Oh, Luke Voigt. Was... Well, Luke Voigt has a lot to do with pedophilia. Um... <laughs> Alcala was a deviant criminal since he was in his early 20s. That explains his haircut. <laughs> okay, you're going haircuts. <laughs> Dude, I literally love all the haircut jokes. I'll go for one right here. You know, Rodney picked his victims like he picked his haircuts blindly. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, his worst crime he ever committed was in prison when he grew that stupid mustache. <laughs> okay. If you look, if you Google Rodney Alcala, his Wikipedia photo, I think is the one with the terrible mustache. <laughs> Brutal. The pedo stash, yeah. No, but it's worse than a pedo stash. It's like... It's it's a pedo stash of every time he was a pedophile, it got a little bit bigger. It looks like you know, 70s Sam if he was more into children and less into guns. <laughs> That's a great line. Did you write that down? No, I just thought of it on the That's spot. That's brilliant. So, uh, speaking of pedophiles, Rodney looks like he makes lists of who the hottest middle, who the hottest girls are at his local middle school. Yeah, but I mean, he had this really long hair in his 2010 trial. I mean. He looks like Beethoven if Beethoven wrote. He looks like you. Well, he looks like Beethoven if Beethoven was a pedophile instead of a composer. But what he really looks like is he looks like he wrote Be the symphony Beethoven's Fifth Greater. Uh, dude, that's one of my favorite ones. That's that's one of my favorite jokes. I don't know why that one kills me so much. It but kills I me too. love that one so much. I just fucking love that one. I don't know what it is. It's always lying fruit, but it gets me You know, Rodney made women uncomfortable with his actions and children uncomfortable with his mustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he got the dating game and the most dangerous game mixed up. I mean, one's about killing, one's about dating. But it makes sense because he was too stupid to read. <laughs> going stupidity. I feel like I want to go with this pedophile joke. Oh, go with cool? another. I've got plenty. I just had to switch him up for a sec. You know, Rodney looks like he drives an ice cream truck just to get to know all the kids in his neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, in his, um, he looks like he hands out candy to children every day, which makes sense because he always looked at the Halloween costume of a serial killer. You know, Rodney did something different when on the dating game. Talk to a girl that was over 18. <laughs> over 18. 
Yeah, no, it's um, he looks like he bought a Santa costume so kids would sit on his lap. <laughs> Rodney, speaking of looks, Rodney looks like he writes love songs for toddlers. For toddlers? I mean, he looks like, like you, you all know what Weird Al looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he looks like Weird Al if Weird Al was addicted to meth. I mean, he looks like Weird Al if Weird Al aged 50 years and three days. Well, he looks like Weird Al if Weird Al had the IQ of someone who actually listens to his shitty music. <laughs> hey, I went to a, a Weird Al concert when I was like seven. You enjoyed hearing the same two words over and over again? Dude, he used a swear word in that concert. It was incredible. Ooh. Yeah, no, I was seven. It was a huge deal. Um, Actually, it's funny. My dad, and, my dad found out... This is a true story. My dad found out that um, he was having a concert, and my dad didn't realize it was the same day as his anniversary and bought tickets and took me and my siblings to go see Weird Al Yankovic in concert on his anniversary. That's the worst money he's ever spent. Even if it wasn't his anniversary, that's got to be the Oh, it's a terrible way to spend your money. money. But his, my mom is still mad at him to this day. All right, go ahead. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to call him stupid. You know, Ronnie served as his own defense lawyer, which is surprising because usually retired people are afraid of public speaking. <laughs> I mean, he represented himself in his last trial because it's never backfired before. Just ask Bundy's charred corpse. <laughs> oh my god. I did not read your jokes beforehand this time, like, at all. So I didn't realize you were going to go all in, but... <laughs> I really do, honestly, dude. I appreciate that shit. You want me Thank to go? You. you want me to go a different joke? I can. Go. I've got two stupids, two haircut jokes, and three looks like jokes left written, and then I've got some stuff in my head. Okay, I have a lot of jokes left, so I might have yeah, to hit jump me. ahead. Hit me. You know, Ronnie spends his days in death row. He hates it because everyone's over eighteen. <laughs> oh man. I might go back to back. Yeah, too. go back to back here. You know, I did a couple of back. One thing about Rodney is. He found God in prison, and I'm surprised you didn't make fun of him about it. I looked it up, he really found God in prison, so here it comes. Like most religious men, Rodney committed crimes against children. <laughs> oh my God, why didn't I think of that one? I didn't even know he found God in prison. I figured he was just too busy trying to find child porn. Um, <laughs> you know the yeah. server doesn't work out there, dude? Why? You know the servers in prison don't work out there? Yeah. Well, I just know that uh, until Keith Evans is in prison, it's going to be hard to find child porn. Um... <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> we got some fun facts. I mean, he, well, we have that he won an episode of the dating game, though, that he represented himself in court in his third trial, so that's not really, we already went over that. But, um, I mean, what was wrong with him? I mean, he's a narcissist, that's for sure. I mean, he thought, like, this haircut looks good. I mean, you have to be a narcissist to think a mustache and no beard looks good. But, um, I mean, just ask that guy in the last podcast on the left. I know, right? Yeah. Dude, you know what's funny about those guys? They talk a lot of shit. And we're not exactly, like, the world's toughest guys. But, like, I know for a fact, if those guys saw us, they would not talk a lick of shit. Yeah. Because, like, you can just kind of tell us someone's a little pussy. And, like, those guys scream pussy more than their mothers do. Like Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. No, and they're I, not inviting like their mothers are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee that... I could sleep with all three of their mothers before either of them lose their virginity. Just calling it. Well, I could do that. If we're going to go back to the last podcast left, I think I should do it, right? Cool yeah, no, me? no, no. You've got you've got it. The most unsettling thing about Rodney 
is that he once laughed at a joke told on the last podcast on the left. To be fair, he delivered a heartfelt apology and promised to never stoop so low again. Yeah, I mean, it's harsh. That's why he's on death row, right? Is yeah. he the laughing at the po- last podcast on the left joke? Well, that's unforgivable in my eyes. Like, this yeah, whole no. shit before, you can sort of word sell your way around it. Like, last podcast on the left joke, if you laugh at it, to me, you're dead. Yeah. I mean... If you want to listen to people make shitty accents and read a Wikipedia page, read a Wikipedia page in your worst British accent. You've got the last podcast on the left right there. Well, you don't understand. There's two dudes to analyze every word that's been said, and they take three hours to go through one story. I thought there were three of them. Yeah, there were. Two other guys besides Gabriel. Oh, two other. Yeah. All right. But um, let's get off the last podcast on the left. I'm pretty sure we lost about half, our viewer, half of our listeners when we started mentioning them. So uh, if you're listening to this episode, tell people 24 minutes, 30 seconds, hop back in. We're done talking about the last podcast on the left. Let's get back into something that's at least a little bit interesting. Jokes. Um, jokes, which they don't have on that. Um, <laughs> so what else we had that was wrong with him is he, so he's a narcissist. He had a terrible haircut. He had anger issues. He had a psychotic break and had an abnormal interest in young girls, by which I believe means any interest in young girls. Yeah, you know, one thing is the last podcast on the left also is interesting. I'm, I'm sorry. If Rodney's raping and killing of underage girls doesn't tell you he was a pedophile, his mustache will. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of uh, jokes about his haircut still. I mean, uh, he looks, well, first off, he looks like he recites French poetry without knowing the language. It looks like he's like, bonjour, and then just reads stuff off Wikipedia. It looks like, like, you know those girls who got, like, a Chinese tattoo that actually says soap? Yeah. Like, that's, and they're like, it means love. And he, he looks like he gets a tattoo in French that says penis, and he's like, it means I love little girls. Speaking of girls, Bill Clinton. Ron is like the <laughs> Bill Clinton of serial killers. A lot of underage girls died, and no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said... Um, he seemed fearless when he was on the prowl and on trial, but he's clearly been afraid of barbers for years. <laughs> oh my god. The one thing we even talked about with him, bro, is the photography angle, right? Is it cool? No, I, I brought it up, but go ahead, yeah. Okay, thanks for ruining my point. <laughs> yeah, shut up. But Rodney's photography is so bad, it makes his barber look talented. <laughs> it makes his barber You know, his barber is Luke Voigt. We, we saw it with Timothy McVeigh. Luke Voigt is a yeah. very untalented haircutter. Um, yeah, no, but he looks like he brags about his musical talent, but the only thing he knows how to play is a skin flute. Oh my god, I love the Buffalo Bill joke. <laughs> Dude, no, what, what Buffalo Bill joke? Songs of the Lambs. Oh no, a skin flute is a penis. Oh. I was thinking, That was the joke. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on topic with our show for being true crime related. You can go into your- Buffalo f- Bill isn't true crime, dude. It's part of Silence of the Lambs. Okay, whatever. You're gonna try and use your intelligence to make it look stupid. I got jokes, dude. I got jokes for days. They might be telling you this one dude looks like a pedophile, but I'm going to run with that. Bring it. <laughs> okay, Rodney looks like he got into music just to meet underage girls. Yeah, I mean, but speaking of stupid, he had the hairstyle of Beethoven the composer and the brain of Beethoven the dog. Speaking of not much going on upstairs, the women in Rodney's pictures disappeared faster than uneaten food at Lizzo's house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he mainly attacked children, which makes sense because they were on a similar intellectual level. Speaking of low intellectual level, you know, I think we should 
attack this because it's best mentioned. Ronnie's photography is like Amy Schumer's comedy. Only mentally disturbed people enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, but let's... There's some more that he looks like. I mean, he looks like he spends his paycheck on cheap cigarettes and malt liquor at gas stations. Well, he looks like an intellectual who doesn't understand what a hairbrush is. You know, it's it's amazing to me that somebody can have that much hair and just, just doesn't want to brush it. Well, as his hairstyle is made very clear, he was a pedophile. <laughs> you know, as we get further into this show... I mean, we're almost we're almost done. We've been doing really well pacing our jokes here. I think that's true as well. But there's literally, like, I can you can vouch for this. But there's not much more to him than pedophile bad haircut, right? Like, what <laughs> else can you say about the guy? Well, he's an asshole. Well, no shit. Everyone we do on this show is a complete dickhead. Are you, gonna, you have to have at least a little bit of intelligence to be an asshole. I mean, Gary Ridgway seemed like a perfectly nice guy who killed eighty people. Well, the problem is he seemed like he could have done it all by accident. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I just tried to give her a hug around the neck with my forearm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, do you have any more jokes or should we get into quotes? Dude, I literally have Sarah more jokes. You have several more jokes? Zero, I'm fucking... Sarah, zero. Zero. Oh, I thought you said I'm sorry, several. man. I, I'm very I, I forgot you're completely fluent in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, um... Yeah, Maybe so we had that... Said. While he was in the dating game, he said things like, I'm a banana. Unpeel me. And I'm called the banana. And I look really good. Good to see he loves what he says up his ass. Yeah, I feel like he just... He had a banana before he went on stage, and he's like... I'm just gonna talk about this. Yeah. Ever realize how? I feel like he's trying to be like a stand-up comic. Like, ever realize how you have to unpeel a banana? Like, he's trying to be funny, and he ended up just sounding creepy as shit. He's like the Jim Gaffigan of comedy. It's just terrible. And a pedophile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, some of the victims' family members said stuff like, "You're a monster. You're worse than a rabid pit bull." And you need to give up your feudal Perry Mason filled fantasy when he was at, um when he was trying to advocate for himself in court. Which I thought was pretty funny. That one that's a good line. That's a good line. Dude, he ate more shit in court than we do on a weekly basis in person. So, we do? Yeah, we eat a lot of shit for our show. Bro, have you not seen our comment section? It's almost all hate. It's almost all That's true. Remember when, when we did the, the BTK episode? What's the... I'm going to pull it up right now. That comment... Well, ha, dude, it has a legitimate fact. We got hate for making fun of Eileen <laughs> Yeah. No, my favorite is... Uh, I got to I gotta read you this this one yeah. comment that just killed me. I was laughing so hard when we got the... Because it was like our most yeah. liked post. It was we about get B- hate for making fun of terrible people. <laughs> so, we did this post... Uh, about, like, BTK, and some guy comments, man, can you imagine having lived through the trauma of fearing a serial killer just to see a fucking meme of it on the ins- on Instagram? And to which we responded, did you listen to the episode? Because we were really harsh on him. We really picked on this guy. I mean, he's a Boy Scout leader. He needed to be picked on. But, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, bro. People don't understand. Is that We'll make fun of you. You know, if that guy talks shit to us... Well, clown him, you know, that guy who made fun of us for criticizing BTK, he looked like he lost his virginity last night. So, you know, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> but he probably did every night in high school. So it's all good. <laughs> That's a good point. I think he's still in high school and he hasn't lost his virginity yet, but we'll find out. Actually, we won't find out. I don't really care what he thinks. So, uh, yeah, that was a good episode. I, th- I think we did pretty well there. 
Absolutely. We're in person live together, so it's probably more fun, right? Yeah. I don't think I stopped laughing the whole episode. But, uh, yeah, good episode. We'd like to really thank Latoya Lynn Cruz for her letter. I mean, just an inspiring individual. Heroes are dead, but superheroes like Latoya Lynn Cruz are still alive. Yeah, and I'd like to apologize for my co-host saying anything nice about Latoya and Cruz, because anything nice or mean or anything about her is immediately offensive. So let's try to uh, keep her in our thoughts, not our prayers, because she's against religion and like she thinks that prayers are like a danger to our society, but keep her in our thoughts. So, who's to blame, bro? Oh yeah, we completely fucking forgot who's to blame <laughs> Rodney Alcala's crimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, just real quick, I think to blame is um, the dating game. For making some men feel inferior to others. Except he won. So I guess him? No, absolutely. Is he not. to blame? Dude, is you're, he to blame? You're just dead wrong. You see, yeah, I'm, gonna, I kinda I'm gonna straighten you out, bro. Yeah. You need someone to straighten you out, you're not going that way. Woman who like photography. It's a hobby taken up exclusively by sexual predators. And paying tribute to that skill encourages more predators to take up the dumb hobby. Brilliant, right? Brilliant. And finally, our last sponsor is sponsored by Women's Hair. It's for women only. Thanks. Peace! Orca. I know. Peace! One more time. Peace!